KYW News Radio Original Podcasts. It's medicinal, it's nutritional, it's environmental, it's hemp. Yeah, hemp can do all that and more. But when most people hear hemp, they immediately think of marijuana. It has been a huge, huge loss, I think, for humanity, but especially here in the U.S., not using this magnificent resource. Dr. Carla Garzon is the K.H. Littlefield Endowed Professor of Plant Science at Delaware Valley University in Doylestown. She's also the leader of their cannabis research program. She says the program started as more students became interested in the cannabis industry. They learn not just about hemp in general, but the risks of the misuse of medication. I'm Matt Leon, and today on KYW News Radio In-Depth, we dive into DelVal's cannabis research program and talk through the benefits of working with cannabis. What is the cannabis research program? Kind of what is it all about? What does it entail? The DelVal cannabis research program is entirely focused on industrial health. And we do research in different, different aspects, primarily centered on plant pathogens that attack hemp, mostly foliar pathogens. But we also do a little bit of breeding. We are developing varieties, hopefully that's, that is our long-term plan, varieties that can be safely used in the classroom. So mostly we're trying to develop varieties that have low cannabinoid content, interesting terpene profiles that can be used in classrooms for uh, as model systems for genetic studies. I think it's important to make this clear up front because a lot of people just throw cannabis under the umbrella of marijuana and stuff like that. What you're dealing with is not marijuana. I think I saw on the website talking about the program it was like sort of like a dog's not a wolf, maybe same tree, different branches, kind of make it clear these are different things. Absolutely. So currently, the classification of cannabis is a little bit of a mess. There are still a lot of botanists discussing whether it's one species, three species, but it all goes down to the fact that either if there are one or three species, they can hybridize. And everything that we have now in agriculture are really hybrids of all the you know diverse groups within cannabis that right now is called cannabis sativa. Hemp has been defined as cannabis sativa plants that have very low amounts of THC. Here in the US, the definition is specifically referring to amounts of Delta 9 THC that is under 0.3% of the dry weight. Okay, so it's a very, very small amount of THC. Everything else that has more than 0.3% is considered marijuana. So the varieties that we work with at Delval are all expected to always be within the range of 0.3%. What was kind of the impetus of putting this program in place? Like what, what led to wanting to do this research, do this type of work? And how unique is this among universities? Are you guys uh, uh, kind of on a new frontier here? To tell you the truth, I think I think three years ago, when I joined El Val, we were probably a, among one of very few programs that had any interest in developing a cannabis academic and research program. However, 
in the last three years, many universities now have programs that have at least one or a few courses on cannabis. At Delval, we wanted to serve the interests of our students. There is a lot of development of businesses, not just here in Pennsylvania, but also in New Jersey and New York. And we have a lot of students that are, are coming from those areas. And Delval has a fantastic horticultural program. And there have been a lot of requests and interest from our students to learn about how to produce industrial hemp, not just indoors, but also outdoors. So we are serving the needs of our students and actually providing them with training and skills that will help them land very good jobs. Actually, several of our students are now working in not just hemp farms, but they have transfer knowledge and skills that they have developed also to work in medicinal marijuana greenhouses. So let's talk about hemp, you know, the industrial hemp. I have a friend who is constantly putting stuff on Facebook about the ways it can be utilized, things it, it could be used in place of that would be better for the planet and, and such. What are we using it for and what could we see it being used for in the future? So hemp is an ancestral crop that has been with humanity for thousands of years. And the historical uses of hemp are very similar to current uses in other parts of the world. So hemp has been used for fiber, grain for food and industrial uses and animal feed as well, and also for medicinal uses. And the medicinal part includes not just hemp, but also marijuana plants, right? For fiber, fiber has been, the fiber of hemp has been produced for cordage, for textiles. Now there are many different uses that are more technologically advanced. So for example, the herd of hemp, which is the fiber that is from the woody part of the stem towards the center of the stem, is being used for production of 3D printing plastics or biodegradable plastics of different kinds. There are many different initiatives around the uh, country where research universities are focusing and developing new uses for this material. The Herd can also be used in construction. There's a material called hempcrete that is made by combining chips that are made from that herd, from that core, from the hemp stem, uh, mixed with lime and water at different proportions. It has to be very specific to produce the quality of material that you want. And with that material, you can make boards to build um, houses. There are several initiatives in Pennsylvania, but also in many other uh, states where they are actually building houses that are environmentally friendly because of the choice of materials that they are using. In terms of grain, the seed of hemp has a huge range of, of nutrients. It has vitamins, omega-3, omega-6 oil, minerals like iron, like zinc, is extremely nutritious. Um, the quality of the oil is similar to the nutrition value of soybeans. The oil, because of its properties, is very similar, similar in, in nutrition and uses as olive oil. We're talking about a very nutritious oil. Unfortunately, it has a, a lower burning temperature than olive oil, so you cannot use it for frying, but it can be used in all sorts of, of preparation. You can make it into salads, you can make different foods, mayonnaise, or any other things that do not require high temperature. 
cooking. The oil also can be used in cosmetics. Hemp seed oil actually has been studied extensively and it has properties that are antimicrobial, anti-inflammatory by itself. So it is being used in cosmetics and it has been extensively used in Europe and it's being used in Canada. Here in the US, the market, market is expanding. Now, something that is curious here in the US is that some manufacturers are taking advantage of the prestige of hemp and adding very small amounts of it to just put the label with a cannabis leaf, but they have very small amounts. Regarding medicine, cannabis flowers in particular are covered with these hair-like structures that are called trichomes. And they have a little bubble on the tip of the little hair and it's described like a um, capitate trichome. And these are like little factories where all the cannabinoids are produced there. Also the terpenoids are produced there. Cannabinoids are substances that interact with the endocannabinoid systems that all animals have, including humans. They interact with, with uh, our nervous system and our immune system as well. And they also have the terpenes. The terpenes are substances that are present in pretty much all plants that provide the fragrance and flavor to plants. Both the cannabinoids and the terpenoids have medicinal uses that have been studied and understood by humans for thousands of years. Of all those thousands of different chemicals that are produced by cannabis, the only one that produces that high, that psychoactive effect is tetrahydrocannabinol, that is THC, right? And there are multiple variations of that molecule in cannabis, and the most active is delta-9, and that's why it is regulated. But then you have cannabidiol, that is CBD. You have cannabigerol, which is the precursor molecule from which all of the other cannabinoids are derived. Yeah, many, many more. And each of those cannabi um, cannabinoids have many different medicinal properties, from anti-inflammatory as a painkiller, antibiotic, and they are now receiving a lot of, uh, of attention because of that here in the US. But again, these molecules have been studied in other countries for a very long time. We need to take a break. We will have more with Dr. Carla Garzon of Delaware Valley University right after this. This is KYW News Radio In-Depth. And we are back continuing our conversation about the Cannabis Research Program at Delaware Valley University with its leader, Dr. Carla Garzon. So you've given all these great outlets that it can be used for. How much have we missed the boat in American society because of the stigma? There are so many materials that could have been made from, you know, for the last century out of hemp, and it wasn't. Now, the absence of cannabis from all these industries open a window to the development of all the oil derived. Uh, materials. So, and you know, we can put that on a way what was better for humanity. It's hard to argue that uh, the development of many different medicines, antibiotics evolved from that need, but at the same time, the impact on the environment has been huge. So now that we are looking at this plant again with, you know, renovated <laughs> interest, and uh, paying attention to all its potential, we can fix a lot of environmental damage that we have made because of the use of the um, oil derivatives. 
yeah. I mean, it, it has been a huge, huge loss, I think, for humanity, but especially here in the U.S., not using this magnificent resource. It seems to me as a layman, kind of from the outside, who only tangentially notices this, but it seems like we are really speeding ahead in utilizing hemp in many of the ways it should have been used all along. As someone as learned as you in the industry, are we are the are like a lot of people being converted quickly and we we making a lot of progress or are we still doing dealing with a lot of residual stigma and a lot of people who just like the way things are done now and don't want to change absolutely i mean we are actually making very slow progress because of the stigma that is attached to cannabis and is it is very interesting because just having a, a cannabis leaf on clothing or in any sign, it triggers a very strong response. Some people are in favor, of course, but I would say most of the people from, from Pennsylvania that I have interacted with are very skeptic and they have a very strong bias against the use of this plant. Even among educated colleagues, I've always, in the last three years, I always have somebody asking me if I'm telling students all about marijuana, if, they, if the students come high to class and things like that. And it's, you know, it's, it's a lot of bias and assumptions that are associated to cannabis uh, just because of one molecule. <laughs> and we miss everything else that can be done. After the legalization of hemp in 2018, when it became uh, legal all over the country, there was a very quick development. You know, a lot of farmers jumped to produce hemp for fiber, grain, and flour. And for about three years, there was a boom of production, but there was not enough time to develop processing ability and manufacturing opportunities. Um, so manufacturing took off a little bit faster than processing. And that created a very, very narrow bottleneck in which we have a lot of production of all the different usable parts of the plant, not enough processors to make farmers' production usable, and then a lot of interest in the manufacturing sector that, because they wanted to take advantage of this opportunity, started importing materials in large amounts from Europe, China, Canada. So during these last three years, there has been a lot of increase in the attention that the general public is paying to the plant. Manufacturers have been able to develop a lot of new products and some actually made a lot of very good money out of that initial investment. But then there have been a lot of farmers that got stuck with the production for three years, and they have been struggling to avoid losing everything that they have in storage. And the seed, unfortunately, doesn't last that long stored unless you have them uh, under refrigeration. So it has been a struggle to get the industry to continue growing. So the number of farmers that continue in the producing hemp has dropped to, I would say, about maybe 20% of what it was back in 2019. It really peaked in 2019, then during the, the pandemic affected everybody. Um, and after that, just very few continue. 
for our students' benefit, we have lots of guest speakers that come to the classroom and talk to them about how they join the industry, how they survive the pandemic, and what they have done to build their businesses in this time of crisis. And most of the time, what all of them have succeeded in, in doing is having this vertically integrated business model in which they have been able to produce or reduce the amount of production to what they can process into products that they can sell. So it's, it's, it's from the field to, to the shelf. And then if they have contracts, if they have a market, produce a little bit more that they can sell. But, you know, it's it's a very volatile market still. So I, I don't think we have peaked at all. I, I think right now we are in the bottom of the fluctuation and I'm mostly most certain that it's going to take off again <laughs> once the processing ability in our state and the other states improves because we don't have the specialized equipment that is necessary to process fiber and seed particularly. Someone, a student that comes through the cannabis research program, what is the number one thing you hope they take away from what they learn? I think the most important thing is um, breaking that stigma. I want them to understand the story of this plant, the potential it has, and come out of the classroom with a different perspective of all the good things that you can do and we all can do with this plant. However, I also think it's very important for them to be aware of the risks that are involved in the use of high THC marijuana, which is something that I actually cover in the class as well. They learn not just about hemp in, in, in general, but they learn also about um, the benefits of uh, medicinal marijuana in itself and the risks of the misuse of medication, right? So it's important for them to understand the pros and cons and avoid that bias. So kind of the hook that got us into the conversation and connected us was the research program. But I know there's also a strong academic program kind of under this umbrella. What falls into that? What is that all about? Absolutely. So Delval excels in education at the college level. And one of our main programs is horticulture. Currently, we have two programs focused on cannabis. We have a horticulture specialization, and we have also a professional certificate. Both programs include six courses. One course on cannabis that covers all the general aspects um, of what everybody needs to know about cannabis. The history, including ancient history, prohibition, legalization, relegalization, the most recent history, current uses, the medicinal uh, aspects. We talked about a little bit about how all the different compounds in cannabis can be used for benefits, but the abuse can be toxic and the ages at which the effects are worse, the conditions that can, can be treated. But we also talk about regulatory aspects and uh, business aspects in general. The students in that semester also learn how to make artisanal products based on hemp fiber and also hemp seed oil. So they learn to do all these different um, recipes from how to make paper, how to make extraction of oil from the seed. And we prepare products like hemp-based products. I don't know if you can see it 
We make salves and lip balms so that they can understand how they can be made. In the second semester, we have a course that is focused entirely on production. And we start with indoor and outdoor production of hemp. And um, these are skills that they can expand to other crops as well. And I cover all the basic information they need to know. And we complement that with expert guests, lecturers that come. So we have producers, we have manufacturers, we have processors. I've had research faculty from different universities here in Pennsylvania and in other states that talk about breeding selection of traits of, you know, resistant to diseases, improved quality of fiber. I've also included seed providers and breeders from Canada, an economist, the director of the medicinal marijuana program here in, in, in Pennsylvania, the coordinator of the hemp program here in, in, in Pennsylvania from USDA. The students get exposure to not just the basic aspects of production, but they have the opportunity to learn from members of the industry that share their experience and how they got there. That course has a strong focus on giving them a perspective of why vertically integrated business model is beneficial. In addition to those two courses, they are also required to take a hydroponics course, uh, greenhouse management, a medicinal plants, practicum in which they learn how to prepare tinctures and, and different types of extractions that includes not just hemp, but many different medicinal plants, which is taught by one of our adjunct faculty, who's the owner of an uh, organic farm that works with medicinal plants. And finally, one course on marketing of agricultural products, where they learn everything about how to start your own small business. Now, in addition to the courses, the students have the opportunity to participate in field trips and also in activities that we do in my research program. And that's where really the, the fun starts. I think, I think that is what makes our program unique. Students who are interested in doing a research experience as part of their instructional program can take advantage either of the E360 program, which is an experiential learning uh, requirement that DelVal has for all our students. So they can join my program and assist my research assistants in doing research on different aspects of microbiology, molecular biology, breeding, genetics. And they learn also all the aspects of production in the greenhouse. And they can have their own individual research projects, and they can define specific objectives that they want to pursue. So they have this small budget that they can use to do small projects, and they manage their own plants, and they learn all these different skills that they can use for hemp production or other crops. So I think that is one of the aspects that makes our program so unique and attractive, because the students can actually work with the plants throughout the program. That's it for this episode of KYW News Radio in depth. You can listen to the podcast free anytime on the Odyssey app, and you can find it wherever you listen to your favorite shows. I'm Matt Leon, and we'll have another episode out soon.